All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Philosophy Fitness Podcast, episode number 14. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today. And every single day that you are tuning in, I am joined today by the lovely Jess Valancourt. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Haley. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. We have so much to, to talk about. I don't even know where to start. I mean, a lot has changed since we saw each other last. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> so much. Uh, for everyone yeah. tuning in, we actually studied abroad in Italy together, like, what was it, three <laughs> years ago now? 2017, yep. Yeah, that is... Never forget it. Never forget. That's mind-blowing to think it was that long ago. Right, and honestly, like, for you and me both, I feel like everything is just so, is so different. Thousand percent, especially nowadays yeah. with trying to travel international is Oh, crazy. don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> How sad I am about it. I know, especially people that have the travel bug. Like, I haven't traveled oh, in so long. Me neither. Honestly, the last trip I've done was definitely domestic. Like, I haven't gone international in so long. Yeah, I haven't gone international, like, since we were there. Have you? Canada actually was, I guess that counts okay. as international. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I think a couple of years ago I went to Quebec City, which was super Ooh. fun. It feels almost like being in France if you guys want to get out there and try something that's close by, but also feels totally different. Although Canada border is closed right now, so don't try to get into Canada. Yeah, unfortunately. But, oh my God. Yeah. It's like the farthest I've been. So I, I live in New York and I went out east to the Hamptons and Montauk. And even that oh. felt like just a reset. Like I was talking to somebody yeah. about it a couple of days ago that I feel like, especially during this time, it's so important to have just like a day or two to like get away and, and reset because we need a change of scenery. It's everything. You know? I mean, we have been so isolated and stuck indoors that anything you can do, even if it's a small day trip to wherever it is that feels like a little different than your normal environment, just go for it. It's so, it's so healing. <laughs> Yeah, a thousand percent. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like even for me now, going to the supermarket is my yeah. like highlight of my day, yeah. like big moment. Yeah, yeah um, putting on my makeup, like yeah. doing the No, this even too, like I, I don't even put makeup on, like aside from when I'm doing this <laughs> podcast and like, I'm like, okay, girl, like put it together, you know, just slap something on. Yeah, this is the trip of a lifetime. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's the little things at this point. But you've been oh, good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've been I've been amazing, honestly. Um of course the pandemic has had its ups and downs as it has for everyone. Um but overall, like things have been fantastic since my whole healing has happened yeah. and I've been mobile again and all that, which I'm sure I'll be going into with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess that's honestly, that's a good starting point. You have a yeah. crazy, crazy story that I just, I can't wait to hear about. So let's kind of yes. backpedal. What happened with all that? How did it happen? Okay. So uh, do I have permission to get a little bit personal with this? Absolutely. With this Whatever story. you want to okay. say. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, because it's definitely, it's hard to explain without kind of really conveying like the intense sort of personal aspects of it. Um, so since we graduated, we graduated in 2018 at the same time together, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, for, or for those who are listening who don't know. And um, after I graduated, I moved right away to a pretty rural college town in New Hampshire and got a job at Dartmouth College straight straight out of college was um working for an ivy league school so i thought that was pretty cool like oh this is gonna look good on my resume um yeah. so 
yeah, so I started, it, it was, so basically I started working at the Hood Museum. Um, it's an art museum at Dartmouth College. And it, I, I don't know about you, Haley, but definitely throughout college, I had really high expectations for what after college was going to look like for me. Um, just like kind of had this vision of immediately embarking on my own and being really successful and just like sort of suddenly having a full-fledged career that I loved and that was fantastic for me. And the job that I got was definitely not what I was expecting at all. And I think, I think that my expectations were so high that I, my disappointment when it didn't turn out to be what I had hoped it was going to be was just uh, pretty debilitating. Um, and, it, and I allowed it to kind of really affect me mentally. Um, and just my mental state was, was horrible the entire year that I had worked up there and, and done that job. And I, I let it get out of control. Like, essentially, I let myself get really, like, I hit such a low point mentally. And I had this sort of attitude that, like, things are going very badly for me. And I'm unhappy, and I'm failing, and I'm unsuccessful. And because of that, let me just stop caring about everything. You know, like, I just, I'm just not going to care anymore. I'm just going to make my bad decisions and kind of whatever, willy-nilly live a life that I know is not my, out of my own integrity sort of thing. But okay. I'm just going to stop caring. Um, and it almost, if anyone's ever felt that way, like if you're depressed and anxious and you have, um, if you have a, you're stuck in a bad mental state, then it almost feels like a superpower to just stop, decide you're going to not care anymore and just like, you know, give up on everything. But it, as much as you tell yourself you don't care, subconsciously, you, you really still do. And those negative decisions that you're making towards your life will compound and build up and add to the stress physically and mentally that you're putting on yourself. And that's what happened to me. So I was telling myself I didn't care about anything all the while, all the stress and the choices I was making were really wearing me down very physically and mentally. And I just pretended that that wasn't happening. So the, you know, I, I hit the end of the, the year that my, um, my job was going to end because I was quitting and my lease was up and I just didn't know where I was going to go from there. I just felt like escaping. I just wanted to whatever, run away and get out of there and just try something completely different and didn't know where I, what I was doing or where I was going. Um, so I decided that I was going to like, I had this dream of moving to Nashville. So I, my lease ended and I packed everything in my car and I basically was kind of like living half in my car sort of thing. And oh, wow. I took a, yeah, I mean, I was, it was, <laughs> it was bad. Like, and I was running out of money too. So I just, and, and that's also goes back to the whole, like pretending you don't care thing yeah. can, can lead you into some bad situations. Um, 
So I flew down to Nashville to try and explore the city. Um, I actually stayed with Emily Garcha, who is a St. Anselm graduate. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> While I was down there. Yeah. Oh, wow. So That's she, cool. She, yeah, she graciously hosted me. Um, and I explored the city. And I love the city. It's a great city. Um, it's on my bucket like, list. I haven't been. Oh, it's yeah. a fantastic city. I loved it. But, and this kind of ties into what you talk about a lot with with like the the mind body connection and like how important our mental state is to everything else that's going on around us. Um, I was just in such a poor mental state that I wasn't able to kind of like manifest positive opportunities for myself when I was when I was down there um, looking around at different jobs and companies and applying to a bunch of stuff. So my trip was very temporary. I, I was only down there for five days and I was going to fly back to New Hampshire. Um, and like, I had just basically banked on that I would find something to do for work down there and I didn't find anything. So I flew back to New Hampshire. Um, and I just was devastated. I was confused. I was scared. I was anxious. Like my life is over kind of thing. I have nothing going for me at all. And I let that just totally, that Take mental over. state tear me apart. Absolutely. Like it just, it completely took me over. I couldn't deal with anything. I just like was laying in bed and just, it, it was, it was bad. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so, and honestly, like five, it was probably the timeline was crazy. So five days after I flew back from Nashville with my like failed attempts to figure out what to do. Um, I got really sick and I thought it was maybe like the flu or just, you know, cause I was really upset. And so I figured my immune system was shot. So I maybe got a cold or like a flu or something. Um, and I had just been traveling. So airports are, oh, you know, yeah. they can give you some viruses. The germiest places ever. <laughs> God, so yeah. germy. And, and like, honestly, it's, I probably picked up what I picked up from there. Um, so I was actually sick with a virus, um, and it's super hard to describe, but I was very sick. I was sick in bed for maybe like 10 days, and 10 days in, I was like, okay, this, this feels like a flu, but it's been going on for like 10 days, so something else must be going on. Um, so I had my boyfriend at the time, he brought me into the emergency room to just whatever, like see what is going on, why isn't it going away? And they ran tests on me. They actually did a spinal tap, which is oh, wow. <laughs> very, very unpleasant. Um, and the doctor couldn't actually figure out what it was that night when I went in. Um, they just kept me there overnight and gave me a bunch of fluids and told me that they thought it was just some sort of bad virus, like maybe meningitis or something, bacterial infection. Um, and they essentially like sent me on my way the next morning and told me you know if anything gets worse or changes like come back in and I was like okay this is yeah. I still feel really awful but all right bye so <laughs> um so I went I went back home and probably I think it was maybe the next night um I was like in the middle of the night I woke up and like my fingertips and my toes just were like going numb like they're really tingly and numb feeling and burning sort of sensation almost like if you've ever experienced a new england winter 
like when you go outside outside? for a long time yeah Yeah. so when you go outside for a long time like your fingers just like feel numb and you can't really text like I hate that that would happen at school all the time and (laughs) I was trying to explain that to someone where like you pick up your phone and your hands just like don't cooperate that's exactly the worst feeling oh my god yeah it's the worst feeling and I was like trying so hard not to panic like shaking it off like okay maybe this is this is I don't know what this is but this is not something that comes along with like a flu or a cold like it's just not normal um and honestly I didn't even have very long to think about it because within a handful of hours the feeling spread up my limbs so like it started in the fingertips and toes and it just like spread up my arms and up my legs and my um my legs got really weak so it started getting very difficult to walk to stand and all this crazy stuff so so immediately i i checked into the er again um and that time around they basically through process of elimination figured out that it was a syndrome or a condition called guillain-barre syndrome which when they told me that's what i had i was like i've never even heard those words in my life like what in the world is this french thing words i had never heard of it before i heard that you had it (laughs) yeah yeah, honestly, never yeah. once heard of it. Um, so to me, I was really sick at the time. So I just was kind of like, okay, this, just tell me what that means for me. And yeah, like, I just don't understand. Um, so they checked me into the hospital and I found out it's kind of, it's sort of classified as both a neurological disorder and also an autoimmune disorder. Um, so it's kind of, it's, the science of it is a little bit confusing and there's a lot that doctors don't necessarily know about it yet but essentially people that get it it starts off usually with contracting a virus so in my case I had I contracted mononucleosis um it can be the flu though and sometimes like flu shots can cause it but yeah I've heard that that like vaccines can cause it too which I wanted to ask about later but yeah they they actually no yeah um it they actually like on flu shot forms they'll they'll ask you if you've ever had Guillain-Barre syndrome, like you get the shot oh or God. something. I don't know. It's like a thing, but anyways, um, get a virus. It can be a cold or a flu or really anything. Um, I had the nucleosis virus and what happens is they don't exactly know why like certain people's immune systems do this, but your immune system essentially goes haywire. And, um, when it's like, sending out those antibodies to attack the virus. It's normally supposed to attack the virus. Like that's, that's the normal immune response. Um, but my, for whatever reason, my antibodies decide to go and attack my nerves, my peripheral nervous system. Oh, um, whoa. yeah. So that's like, that's essentially the reason that Guillain-Barre happens. Um, and it's includes- so scary well yeah <laughs> it was like at first I thought like when I when my limbs were going numb I thought like oh I I'm, I definitely have MS or cerebral palsy or like like paralysis that is a very big no-no situation you don't yeah. want that to happen um and I just didn't know like like when I was and it was it's a very rapid rapid um progression so 
within the span of a day, like I was walking and then all of a sudden I couldn't walk anymore. So like, that's really how quick it spreads, um, spreads down your body. And I just didn't know, am I ever going to walk again? (laughs) Am I ever going to, you know, do the things that I used to love doing? And can I, like, my hands won't work anymore. My, my legs won't work. I, I essentially couldn't do anything. Um, but guillain Barre syndrome is, it's this absolutely insane, wild condition where you get it, you go through it, and then your body just, like, heals itself while you also, you have to work on healing it as well, but it just auto-corrects itself. So most people that have Guillain-Barre syndrome fully recover from it with very little side effects down the road. Um, So, and that was my case. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that was was my case. Um, So I was, I was in the hospital. Let me think. Timeline's crazy. So I was in a a clinical hospital for a month. um, And that was really like the worst of it. The first few weeks are the worst of the condition um, where you really just don't have any function whatsoever. So I had to rely on caretakers, um, LNAs, nurses, family, friends, just to do everything for me. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't like Wasn't your face paralyzed too? I seem to remember you. Yeah. So like, so Guillain-Barre syndrome, it's weird. You get this like, I forget what it's called. I think it's called Bell's palsy where one is like, usually one face side of your facial nerve uh, goes totally paralyzed. And that happened to me. It doesn't happen to everyone, yeah. but that happened to me. Wow. Um, looking at, I know, looking at pictures, I'm like, oh, I look like the hunchback of Notre oh. Dame. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild, though, that, because um, I was going to ask you, like, do people usually recover from it? Or is it something that, like, will come back? Or is it, you know, once it's done, yeah. it's done kind of thing? Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's questionable in terms of, like, if like what it means for you in the future um it i think something like two to six percent of people that have had it get it again so like the risk is pretty low to like get it again but it also does indicate that you for some reason have some sort of um autoimmune you're immunocompromised or like you have some sort of immune system issue um that can leave you susceptible to other autoimmune problems in the future. Um, so I think that's like the bigger risk that I, I'm going to have to keep an eye on in the future. But okay. yes, you fully recover. Um, most people do. Some people have residual numbness. Like uh, they're like for me, honestly, every once in a while, like I'll wake up in the morning and my toes will still be a little numb. Um, and like some people's hands don't fully come back. So it just depends. But um, I, it, they told me like because you're young and you're really healthy before and in shape and all those things it really helped me recover pretty quickly so yeah. you're so lucky yeah. that you know you're able to do everything now because I can't even imagine it's like every time you're sick even with a sore throat or something you think about how you take for granted when you don't have a sore throat so I can't even imagine the scale of not being able to move your face or your hands oh my god yeah, I mean, I, it has, it, it's honestly changed me in every single way. I can't emphasize it enough or even put it into words. Um, I, I mean, I think 
about how many people in the world in general know what it's like to be disabled and paralyzed and all of those things and then have it go away. Like most people usually if they have like full disability uh, or paralysis, like they're either born with it or it comes on and it, it's just not really going to go away. It's, it's the most bizarre thing that I can't even explain the feeling of. Like, I was very active and very in shape before I got Guillain-Barre syndrome. Um, like, that whole year leading up to it, I, that's when I found the gym, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which, like, was my saving grace. Like, when my mental state was so poor, going to the gym and, like, my weightlifting sessions and all those things were really my lifeline, and they just kept me absolutely afloat. But um, I was in great shape, though, and which kind of goes back to the mind-body connection. Like, I, I was in great shape, but my mind was not there. Like, I, I didn't have a good mental state whatsoever, and I let myself get, like, absurdly sick because of that. Like, I totally attribute my, my anxiety, my stress, my depression, all of those things to getting so, like, so sick in the first place. Um, despite being physically in shape. So, and I think it goes both ways. I think you can be mentally a very happy person, but if you neglect your body, it will wreak havoc on you as well as the other way around. So if you can be, you can have six pack abs, but if you're, if you're miserable, it's, things will happen. Like you, you're so susceptible to getting sick and, and injury and disease. It's, People don't realize yeah, that. It totally goes both ways. Like, yeah. I always like to think your mind is a muscle too, and you have to to train your mind because going back to what you said too about like when we first graduated college, I remember I was in a really low place too because I'm sure you know the job app process is such a nightmare, like just constantly yes. pushing out resumes and not knowing what you're going to do. And I wasn't sure like which way to go either. And that all kind of catches up to you and does. It manifests in different ways. Like stress too mm-hmm. always will, will manifest in your body. And I think that your example is just, um, it kind of rings volumes to how if your mind ain't right, like you're really going to be struggling physically too. Bad stuff is going to happen, honestly. I, that's, that's probably my main takeaway for, for anyone listening or anyone that I'm kind of bringing my story to is I just... I want people to realize how important your mind state is. Like it, it is just, it, it's so underrated to focus on your mental health. As you said, um, training your brain like a muscle. It's so, it's so important. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm living proof. Like I have the cautionary tale. Like I let that, that whole situation get out of control mentally. And I just pretended I didn't care anymore about anything, but of course I did. And I just, you know, made all the wrong choices for myself. And I had to deal with the repercussions of that. Yeah. I mean, you're literally living proof that when you change what goes on in your mind, it it changes so much around you. And I know that it did for me. Like I think of the lowest, you know, points that I've had in my life. And last year too, I kind of, it sounds cheesy, but I feel like I had like a spiritual awakening because I was at my lowest point and everything I sort of started thinking of in a different way and things started changing around me. Like my health started changing. I never used to see myself as a runner. And then I was starting to train for a half marathon. So 
Like it's stuff like yeah. that. And people, I feel like people it's sometimes wild. don't, yeah. Like people don't recognize how, how much your mind can kind of dictate what you're going to experience physically. So. Yeah. And, and there's, it's fantastic like living in this age because there's a lot of studies being done now and coming out about this and modern like western science is just catching up to these things that you know like traditional eastern spirituality and ancient wisdom has been saying forever like that if if we are putting like an endless amount of stress on ourselves whether it's like in our careers or uh relationships and we let those things run amok in our lives physically it will manifest like you can't avoid it forever it's going to manifest and compound on you and like you said that's fantastic that you have seen so many amazing results just from kind of having that awakening yeah I mean that's what'll happen yeah it is and it's it's obviously nothing compared to to what you had to go through but I feel like and I'm sure you could agree to this that sometimes our lowest points where you know, we feel like giving up and we feel like there's nothing left for us. That's that kind of pressure when it kicks in. That's what forces you to almost like snap out of it and take your power back. Oh my gosh. That is, that's so true. Honestly, it I, I, it was the worst experience of my life. I would, I would never do it again, but I would never take it back because it, it gave me so many truths about myself that I could have never come to otherwise and of course not everyone needs to go through like being paralyzed for two months or whatever and like having to just like I was essentially a newborn baby after I recovered like I I lost like 30 pounds worth of like fat and muscle and I was already pretty light yeah I I was probably like 95 pounds (laughs) wow like at the yeah at the worst of it um a lot of muscle waste and and as you probably know like through your fitness education that muscle waste can cause like a whole plethora of problems down the road um and muscle mass is so important to retain and I lost all that muscle and I just had to literally learn how to walk again how to I had to build all the muscle just to have enough strength to stand and Oh like lift my arms up and like Whoa. Could, couldn't do anything <laughs> you literally it was like you had to completely start over like I completely started over and which you know it was kind of funny because right before I got sick like I was the strongest in my life like I was weight training and I had built a lot of muscle on my body and I just sort of lost it all and had to start from square one so that's part of the reason why I'm so interested in fitness now, health science, wellness, because I realize how important maintaining our physical wellness is. It's our bodies are just (laughs) such gifts and we don't even realize how special they are until those things go away. Um, and maintaining them is so important. So I, I'm a, I'm a muscle girl. I love training for muscles. Um, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've talked about that. You, you, you like lifting weights, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's so underrated. Like, especially there's this stigma that you know, yep. women shouldn't, women shouldn't lift, like women shouldn't be getting bulky. It's like, 
You're not going to get bulky if you're just doing, you know, strength yep. training. Like, unless you're lifting, like, super heavy, you're not going to get bulky. And it's just going to do you right. more good than harm. So, yeah. No, I oh my gosh. support lifting. Yeah. Thousand percent. So with you on that. It is, it's so underrated with women. And I, I it, obviously, like, if, you, if you're a female that loves running and cardio, that's great. Um, but I, I want women to feel like they can also lift weights and that they're not going to look masculine because yeah. you don't know. I don't, I feel like I don't look masculine and I usually fully train with weights. I just, you do have to figure out what your right, um, like ratio of reps and sets is. Yeah. And you don't like, if you're not, if you're doing too much weight, you can build that more bulky muscular look. But if you have the, the setup correct and the ratio correct, Girl, it, you you don't have to worry about looking masculine, and honestly, it will it will burn you more fat. Yeah. Without having to do as much work than the running or the treadmill or, and I love those things too. I do those things, but um, you can do like you can run for an hour on the treadmill and burn the same amount of calories as if you do like twenty pound barbell squats for four sets. Like it's yeah. quicker. Um, I always tell people too, like if girls are like, I want, you know, I want a bigger butt or I want, you know, six pack abs. It's like, you can literally sculpt the body that you want. If you lift weights, right. You can create the illusion of a smaller waist. If you build up your back more, even focus on your core doing glute exercises or building up your legs. Like it's, it's so underrated. And I feel like these days, some people are just cardio Queens and that's fine. Like if you want to do cardio, that's great. But, um, yeah. Even I think it's, it's also, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it even helps with um, running too. If you build up your leg muscles, you know, wait, good point. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a cardio bunny, if you love that stuff, like still train with weights, it'll improve your performance. You, you mentioned this on one of your podcasts, how like initially when you start going to the gym as a female, honestly, whoever it is, like you feel really out of place and you don't know what you're doing, and you're like, I don't know how to use this machine, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just confused, I get past the learning curve, and I promise you, like, it will be worth it, um, because honestly, dudes don't own the weight racks, and the, come on, like, yeah. the weight section, girls can take that over too, don't feel afraid to lift weights in front of men, don't feel insecure, like, you belong there just as much as they do. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I remember even back in college, like my freshman year, walking into the gym and being so anxious and like overwhelmed about what everybody thought I looked like. And oh my God, am I doing this right? Am I not? And it's okay to ask for help too sometimes. If you if you don't know what you're doing, if bring a friend with you and, and figure it out together or, you know, figure something that's, out. But don't let the fear hold point. you back, you know? Yes, that is an awesome point. And again, about being in this like digital age, there are so many quick like YouTube videos and articles that, <clears throat> excuse me, that show you how to do these very basic movements with weights or machines. And I've used them like yesterday. I literally Googled while I was in the gym, I quickly Googled like proper form for like barbell good mornings because yeah. I didn't want to do the wrong form. And you know, you're out there, you just, quickly google it no one's gonna know just figure it out and who cares if it's wrong at first yeah or if you look stupid like 
it also, doesn't you matter. Think, you, you think in your mind, like everyone's watching you when in reality, like they're probably <laughs> no all thinking cares. the same thing. Like no one cares, you know? No one cares. That's so yeah. true. So just do what makes you happy. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah. And that's such a good point too. I mean, there's so much at our disposal these days in terms of, you know, Pinterest workouts or even like quick yeah. YouTube clips of proper form. I've done it before when I'm at the gym and I, yeah. you know, you don't know how to no do shame something. In it. Yeah. It's okay. Everyone starts somewhere too, you know? Yeah. You're not like, you're not born just knowing how to use a squat rack. Like, yeah. Like every like person you see in the gym, that's rocking it like doing the deadlift super heavy like they didn't they didn't just like come out of the womb and just walk in the gym and do that like everyone exactly exactly yes yeah so kind of segueing a little bit because I know you're doing some awesome stuff now and I love how you've kind of just put together all of your experience and everything you've learned into really uh sharing with other people the mind-body connection so if you want to share a little bit about what kind of led you to your website and your blog and what you're doing with that? Yeah, of course. Thank you very much for saying so. Um, Honestly, the idea totally came to me while I was still in the hospital. Um, I remember I was in a rehab uh, facility where you live there, you stay there. It's kind of like a hospital, but um, it's your, your time essentially is spent doing physical therapy and occupational therapy. Um, So you're really just, uh, rebuilding your muscles, learning how to function again, um, learning how to do everyday tasks. So I was constantly working with like my physical therapists and my recreational therapists. And it was a 100% them that totally changed my direction, inspired me in every single way. Um, I had such close bonds with them and being on the other end of receiving someone's knowledge and interest in helping you get better and interested in helping you heal your body being on the receiving end of that was incredibly inspiring and made me want to be that person um i just was i don't know the whole time i was thinking like i when i get out of here and if i can heal and get back to where i was or even better than before and stronger than before I want to be that person um, because I realize how important it is now. Yeah. It's, and and there are so many people out there dealing with disabilities or accidents or illnesses or whatever it is um, that impedes their, their healthy bodies um, and like sense of happiness. And they need someone to come in and, and believe in them and, and work through those things with them. So I am right now kind of bouncing um, between ideas of how, like what my exact niche is going to be in terms of wellness. Um, I, although I decided to start a website, which is what Haley was just talking about. But if, if you're interested in topics about nutrition or um, natural beauty or wellness, or my kind of favorite thing is travel, um, solo female travel, that's a big deal for me and also minimalist lifestyle. So that's, that's, that's my main. You have it all. (laughs) (laughs) I know this little package of everything. (laughs) I was gonna say, Haley, this is my problem. Like I love so many different things. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's really hard to decide. (laughs) It's hard to find. I feel like these days, especially online, it's hard to really find a a niche for yourself, especially when there's, even for me, I'm, I'm struggling with 
you know, do I want to take my channel in more of a law of attraction angle or a fitness angle? And do people want to see it all? Like, I don't know. You have found a beautiful niche. Like I have been, you've honestly, I, I'm just giving you like a shout out right now on this, (laughs) on this podcast, but you have been like one of my main inspirations while I kind of develop my like sort of website and online presence. Like I can't believe how, what kind of a thing you've built, Haley. It's awesome. Wow, thank you. That yeah. like, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, yeah. I think it's incredible and very inspiring. And I hope eventually that I will find a way to inspire people the way that you have. So. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. like the highest <laughs> praise. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sure You're welcome. you like definitely will, especially since you've lived that experience of seeing how other people could help you so much getting through that. And then wanting to share that with other people yeah. like that is so awesome thank you thank you yeah. I think it's a it's definitely a unique story to tell and I, I I think it would be a waste if I didn't try to use it for some good so I'm hoping I'll figure it out I just the pandemic definitely got in the way <laughs> oh my gosh the pandemic has gotten in the way of <laughs> I know every plan like every I everything I mean man I, I don't know. think there's been a single person that hasn't everyone's been. Yep. Everyone's totally been just like down and out by this. Um, so we're all going through our own thing. And, uh, I think the key is for all of us to have patience with our timeline and not putting too much expectation on being at a certain place by a certain point because, you know, stuff happens. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your podcast. Oh yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Shit happens. Yep. Shit happens. Like you just (laughs) kind of roll with the flow. Yeah. And it's funny kind of going off of that. I, see these, you know, some of these like entrepreneur accounts on Instagram or these motivational accounts where they're like, if you don't come out of quarantine with a side hustle, then you're doing it wrong. And I just, I feel like it's guys have patience with yourself because everyone's dealing with this in different ways. And don't feel like you've got to be coming out of this with something crazy that you've all of a sudden you're like able to unicycle across the country or something (laughs) that you have some kind of crazy skill. Like, as long as you're taking care of yourself, you're staying active, you're moving, you know, you're being mindful throughout your day, then that's, that's enough, you know? Yes. One thing that I learned from going through Guillain-Barre syndrome was that nothing lasts forever. Even the pain and the suffering, it's, it doesn't last forever. So like you said, do your best to to treat yourself well and take care of yourself, but also don't put the incredible pressure on yourself to be like Tony Robbins after this. Yeah, like, literally. It's like a billionaire all of a sudden or something. Yeah. No, it's like people are, you know, it's it's a very hard time for everyone in the world. So be patient with your mind and your body. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> I totally agree. And I, I don't know about you, but I feel like at least through my life, I've always been someone that's always putting the pressure on myself, always feeling like I have to be a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. And and even it's killer. When I, yeah, it is. And even when I first discovered the law of attraction, I just did a podcast about like toxic positivity. Yeah. I learned all this stuff and I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm not allowed to feel any negative emotion. Like I need to be a hundred percent. And I would just like push it away and, until everything like reached a breaking point And like you snap, like, and that's, it sucks. And I don't want anybody to have to go through that. So like also yes. work through whatever it is that you're feeling don't try to hide it away and think that you have to be a hundred percent all the time. Yep. You hit the nail on the head with that. That's, that's exactly what I was talking about before with 
um, pretending you don't care. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't, don't just like shove things down and tell yourself like, it's all good. I'm just going to live my life. Ignore all the negative. It, you, you will implode eventually. Yeah. It's, it's corrosive. It is. Yeah. And even going off of that, like stress always manifests in your body in different ways. So if you're feeling that and you're, if it, I think of it as like a backpack that you have on. And if you don't oh, take some yeah, of the books out of that backpack, that's good. No bueno. You're, you're going to get some like shoulder pain. Some like a uh, hunchback. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to like, it, it manifests differently for everyone. That's true. So your repercussions of stress are not going to look the same as someone else's. But um, I think that's why it's important to have a little, develop some self-awareness to recognize like, what are my signs or red flags that I am overworking myself or allowing my mental state to get out of control or letting my stress get out of control. Like some people gain weight, some people lose mm-hmm. weight, some people get headaches and migraines or um, yeah. whatever it, it may be. So pay attention to your body and listen to it. Yeah. That's, that's a place of like big self-awareness too, of recognizing when, when you're feeling that happen. So it takes practice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. I know yeah. for me, whenever I'm anxious, this is going to sound weird, but if I feel like nervous for something, I feel it in my hands. Like, Ooh, yeah. That freak me out. <laughs> yeah. It's like this weird, I don't know how to explain it, but like, is it tingling? It's like... not tingling. It's like, if, if I were to be like, okay, you're singing on stage, like Haley, you're next up. And I Ooh. get, I'm like, Oh my God. And I get like, sweaty. Yeah. I get like sweaty palms and I also feel, I like feel this weird sensation in my hands. So I don't know. Everyone like, you know, manifests it differently, but I know that. And I know that when yeah. I feel that I'm like, shit, I'm nervous. Like you that's, know. that's like most of the battle, honestly, is just being able to recognize like your body's warning signs. That way you can do something about it. Like if you can't recognize it, then you can't change it. So that's a superpower in and of itself is recognizing the signs. It's hard. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it takes practice and don't think it's going to come easy. It just doesn't. Yeah. And like going back to that notion of training your mind like a muscle in the same way that you're not shredded, you know, after one rep of lifting a weight, you got to You have to take the time to train your mind, right? It's going to take time to unlearn things that maybe you had been led to believe and like reevaluate and restructure your internal dialogue. Like that takes time. Yeah. I think that that's a great point. I think the patience that it requires to train your mind is for some reason people struggle with that patience much more than patience to like train your body or whatever else it may be. It's, it's harder to, cause it's maybe because it's intangible. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's harder to see the results. Um, but it is equally as important as seeing the results on your body. Yeah, that's so true. I do feel like people are for some reason, a little more impatient with it, you know, especially with th- like meditating so. and stuff and yeah, yeah, all that kind it's of stuff. It's the focus ability. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Need to learn how to focus better. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Oh this has been like this... such an enlightening convo and just learning more about you. And I think it's so awesome what you're doing now. And I, I like sincerely, I wish you the best. I know you're going to be doing great things with thank you so much Haley it has been fantastic being on your show and I wish you all the best as well you are just absolutely flourishing and killing it and I love it and I hope to feature you soon on my website yeah you might be my first one I'm totally I have so many ideas yeah I'm totally down you know where to find me guys if you want to check out any of Jess's stuff I'm going to leave 
all the links below. And if you want to kind of plug your Instagram, anything else, go for Yeah, it. of course. So my website, if you like that kind of wellness content, it is happytrailswellness.com. And if you want to follow my Instagram, uh, it is also happytrailswellness. So definitely go check it out and follow if you like it. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, guys, I'm telling you, her website is stunning. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Such you. amazing content there. There's honestly something for everyone uh, with everything that, that you touch on. So there's a lot of topics, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. So definitely go ahead and check it out, guys. Uh, but otherwise, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much, Jess. Everybody listening, I'm sending you so much love and lights, and I will see you next time.